Welcome to episode 136 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamio. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary! Oh, that was old school when you would sing Hillary to me. Oh, how, how, how are you feeling? I'm feeling very good. Very good. Oh. Much better. I still have a little, I don't know, something that just sticks, is sticking for a while, yeah. I guess. Which I'm fine with because it was fucking awful. Oh my god, awful! What's wrong? What is going on? I don't know. And 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 by the way, has the CDC lost their fucking minds this week? Have you? Did you see what they put out? They're what? saying that if you're um if you've been if you've gotten COVID, you don't need to quarantine anymore. Oh, what do you mean? They say you can just go out with COVID. Yes. Did you did not see that? No. Tina, holy shit. And I remember I saw it and I was like, so basically we're doing herd immunity? Is this what's oh. happening? Like this is, is fucking just- crazy. Oh, like then everybody just gets it? Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do. It's fucked up. Hold on, I'm trying I to find it. it. I thought that it was like if you have it CDC eases COVID guidelines. Nothing vi- nothing noting virus is here to stay. Oh, so it's just like the flu then. Yeah, basically like just, changes yeah. and it causes confusion and like yeah to keep changing these rules. Yeah. I literally had it last week and it's like, no, stay in your house for five days. When you leave, you wear a mask. Yes, like, for five days. There's really no, there's no true way of knowing I, if you're I, you contagious. Like it's all fucking weird. And now they're like, you don't have to stay home if you have COVID. That's what they fucking came out and this said. This is the craziest thing. And I was like, well, this is what the Republicans have said from the beginning. Yeah. Remember, DeSantis is like, you don't have to stay home. Go yeah. out. He well, kept but, opened but everything think, back up. I know, I mean, but I think the strains have evolved. And I think, like, this newer strain isn't, like, you're in the hospital dying, like, the very, very first strains were. You know what I mean? Yeah, but still. So, but still. It's like, it, now it's like the flu. I'm just going to get vaccinated every damn year. Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. I've been vaccinated. I've gotten two boosters. The last one I got in July. So, Less than a month ago, yeah, before I had COVID, I had the the booster. It did nothing. It I think did nothing so. I think to like, like um, slow it down. Because you know, I know every year they'll come out with like two different like flu strain, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you get your vaccine. But they're always like, you know, there's a, there's a possibility that the there's another flu strain That's that ends insane. up being more dominant. Like they tr- they try to take a guess based on right. like what's happening, and they go, okay, this seems like the one that's going to be the prominent strain, right. and that's what the vaccine is for. And I think this it's so going to be the a same with COVID. Crap like shoot. It's, yeah, it's going to be like, these are the strains we think, and here's the vaccine for it's it. Bullshit. I'm just, you know, I'm around a lot of people, so I always get vaccinated I get year, it. Listen, but, but at the like same I, time, I feel, like, I feel like I've been duped. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I'm laying there. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm like, why the fuck are they telling people to do this when it doesn't do anything for them? Like, it's fucked up. Yeah. Especially because you think you're protected. I mean- I didn't think I was uh, immune to getting COVID, but yeah. I also didn't think that it would be that bad. When people are like, oh, I'm having mild symptoms, I'm thinking, this is not mild symptoms. I did yeah. not have mild symptoms. Ooh. So what in the fuck is this? It's I all know. a nightmare. Like, send me to the mountains. Yeah. Get me oh out. My God. I was focused yeah. on the Mar-a-Lago. That's what, the only thing on my notes was right, the FBI I mean, raid. <laughs> He's going to jail, bitch. He's going to go to jail for espionage. Good. Because... You know mm. that he has sold nuclear information. You know that he has. Mm. They found that's what he has. Yeah, I don't know if he would sell it. 
He got a lot of money from the Saudis recently for some oh golfing. Oh my god! Didn't he? Oh my god! He come on! I don't think he he's just keeping the box in his basement. Oh, he's see, in this bed. Is, this he's is in where be- I start to get fucked up because this is like with nine eleven conspiracies. When there's nine eleven conspiracies, I start to go. Uh, I can hear yes. you, but then also if I can if I can allow myself to go to a place where the U.S. government like flew planes or like was behind all of these buildings going down. Right. I can't exist here. Like I, you know, so to think that Trump is that fucking evil. Yeah. That to me, I don't know. It's so crazy. Why take it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, why are you taking it? Here's one of the things I was thinking about. And I said, sorry, I said to my husband, I go, this is like a a cartoon because they said that the boxes all said like top secret. You know oh what I mean? my god you know like like acme tnt yeah yeah it's like <laughs> oh i didn't know what they were like give me a because that's his new thing his new thing is like play dumb it's like uh the, the the government brought them in here i didn't know what was in these boxes go I, check for fingerprints yeah i think the other thing too is that you know for the rest of his life he's entitled as a former president to get to can you can say they offer, do you want to continue to get like daily updates on foreign things that are happening in foreign countries? Oh, and God. so for the rest of his life, he could continue to get that information. He didn't and want it when he was I president. Who I don't it was. <laughs> I know. I forgot who it was, but there was mo- most of them are like, yeah, get me the fuck out. But there out. was somebody who wanted to keep up on it. I forgot who it was. Jesus. Was it Nixon? I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. There was somebody who like wanted to keep up on it, but most of them say no. So yeah. I was thinking like, I wonder if he's still getting those updates on. Oh, um, God. Uh, well, the funny thing, too, is that because of her emails and all that bullshit. Oh, and my Benghazi God. And all that stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, they they said, love the FBI then. Yeah. Um, they changed a law when he became president. That yes, yes, you, yes. It's a, it's a federal <laughs> crime or something. It's like yes. five automatic years in yes, prison. Yes, bye. And now this applies to him, which is so fucking funny. Oh, my funny. God. And here's, but here's something I read last night which we got to wait. I I, think this is what I read last night is that he released the names of the agents who came to the house. Is he allowed to do that? I don't know if he's allowed to do it, but those names have now gotten out there and those people are being harassed. Great. And it's like, that's fucking crazy. That to me is fucking insane. And again, now he's going to play like, like the January 6th, like, You, it's not my fault they did it. I'm just like, you yeah. know, uh, I, I, I didn't intend for people. I just put a name out. Like, he holds no responsibility. Yeah. He is incredibly reckless. Just the danger he he's putting these people in. He did reckless. that. Yeah. My We're God. just doing their job, executing a, a search warrant. And it's the FBI, you know, pretty conservative mm-hmm. group, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I feel like they're very much like, yeah try to be by yeah uh the record here and these are people that he they all were uplifting you know in the 2016 election when yeah. all that shit came out right before about hillary and they were all applauding the fbi and i don't understand like how his followers mm. like can't see that um the FBI is great, and now like he's done something wrong. The FBI's corrupt, right? Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted, "Defund the FBI." Oh, it's so great. I I mean, that's so how far hard. to the right she is. She's, yeah, she's crazy. She's, in the, she's, she's now, crazy. She's now in the far left. Of she's defund crazy. the police. Yeah. Defund the FBI. She's crazy. That's how far she's gone. She's crazy. She's crazy. But don't and, you think? I mean, I'm not saying that these these uh, organizations are 
you know, perfect, like the no, CIA or the of FBI. Course, no, they heard that they was cover a, shit up. But like, there of was course, point, there's always corruption. But there was a point when we would all agree that they were doing their investigation like you would trust them to right. do their job. Right. You know? And 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 the other thing with his followers, it's like, you know, everything is uh uh fake news, everything is, you know, um a rigged. Yeah. Except when it comes to him, right. right? If everything, if nothing goes his way, it's been rigged, right? The system is rigged. But if it goes his way, the system's no longer rigged. Like you can't have it both ways, right? It's either rigged or it's not rigged. Right. And I can't, like, again, like the people who listen to him and they hear him say words and now they see him like caught up in the same stuff that he's arguing it. Like they can't put it together. They can't, you know, like they can't, put all the dots together and make the picture? Tina, they're not even thinking for themselves. They're, the reason why it's mind-boggling is because it's in the spin. And so when it, when that's what they're listening to is who's going to spin this, which these psychopaths are very fucking good at, at Fox oh, News yes. and like all those fucking underground news things that they that they all listen to. Oh, that bright like, part. They're very, very, very good at spinning bullshit. I was at dinner last night with my ex-husband and my children, and he said that he's against state-mandated school. He doesn't think the state should mandate children to go to school. Wait, wait. So a parent yeah. can just be like, oh, my kid's not going to school, and they can be raped. He's can- okay with that. And I said, well, I'm sorry. Why not? He goes, Every- because of what they're forcing the kids to learn. And I said, I said, do you even know what's happening? Like, I said, your governor... Is fucking mandating some crazy shit. He goes, well, that's because it's been so terrible this whole time. Oh my, you know what? And I said, well, that's because you want a dumbass society. Please step foot in a classroom. Yeah, you want to see the curriculum. You either don't want people to send their kids to school so we can have dumb dumb motherfuckers walking around. Or you want to control it all so you could still have dumb people walking around. That believe what you believe. Yeah, it's it's a level of insanity. I don't know, I I can't even. This is a smart man. This is what I'm yes, saying. That's the I, thing. I watched the fucking leading up to Trump being elected and the entire time he was elected, I watched someone who I thought I knew become a fucking Trump zombie. And we didn't even talk about it that much. But it was because they he, you know, they can fall because they're gullible to other things. They yes. can fall into this trap. And it happens to a lot of people. It happens to a lot of people who are like. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to defend Trump supporters, but they're they're good, normal people who have fallen into this fucking weird tornado cycle. We've lost them to this. Yeah, we like have. That's, it's very difficult to pull people out of it. People, it's a, it's families a have it's been lost and broken it up is, because of this shit. Cult. It is, and it's like, they just tap into the, some fear. It's a human, it's not their fault. They're human right. beings. They can be you know, manipulated. A, uh, so a friend of mine um, put a post up and was like, how... Oh, do you think people know that they're in a cult? And it was like, yes, no, you know, maybe other, whatever. And, you know, I think some, like, I, I feel like there are some people that they, they genuinely, but like, they believe this stuff. Like I watch the Jordan Kleppers and I watch mm. the other people on TikTok who like go to the Trump rallies and the places and, and the things that, that come out of their mouth. And they will then ask questions that completely like contradict what they're believing. Yeah. And they don't see the irony. They, they do not legitimately see it. Like it's, it is the blinders yeah. that they have on is incredible to me. But then I feel like there has to be some people you know, like, remember, because you covered, like, the Jim Jones and all of yeah. that, where where there's people that start going, 
I think yeah, this is kind of yeah, messed up. I want to get out of this. I want to get out of this. Yeah. You know, there so is I'm, a line, so, and it's different for everybody. Yeah. So I'm hoping with like the more that this kind of stuff is coming out, yeah, that maybe some of those people will be like, wait a minute, yeah. you know, because I I have seen also like interviews with people who were like that the switch went off and yeah. they were like, oh, I I used to be like that, you know. Yeah. So, so I'm hoping that something happens to to bang their heads <laughs> yeah and bring them well, listen, a little bit closer to reality listen he here's the other thing that happened that's insane i think it was ohio it's in ohio the day before they executed that warrant the fbi they trump and his lawyers knew this was coming they had been right. served oh, the course. subpoena or not subpoena the warrant right and they knew they were coming on these he fucking the wacky fifth, you know how many yeah, times i know there's this oh, wacky 500. like underground website or like chat board or some fucking bullshit for all these wacky Trump people. Oh, I know what you're going to say. And the one of the guys was like, the FBI is going to, you know, do something tomorrow. He's like, if you don't hear back from me, it's because I went after the FBI. They right. killed me or they arrested me. Right. He went to the local yeah. Ohio FBI office and like opened fire. Yes. And they killed him. Yeah. Right. Because he believes. And the next nonsense. day this FBI thing happens. Like if you know what I, the warrants right. served, they, right. they searched the, the house because that information was out there. They knew yeah. it was coming. Even his little fucking minions knew it was yeah. coming. And look at what somebody did. Somebody who was probably because one day a perfectly normal person right. is now so fucking wacky with this shit. But then you have politicians and you have Fox News like with their dangerous rhetoric of like go after it civil all, war. The language yeah. is it all matters. claims of civil war. Yeah. They're talking about civil war. Oh God! Because Trump's going down. Like you're going to go down for this guy. Like I, know. I ch- it's wild. It's wild. It's fucking insane. Oh. But you know, I miss those days of like normal, dis you know discourse about politics. Right. 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 And that's just not what like it is during, anymore. Like, I mean, I, I, like during the Bush eras, you know, like I, I mean, I, I hated George W. I mean, hated. Yeah. Hated. And I would get in arguments, but. It wasn't like this. Mm-mm. It was not like this. No, it wasn't. Oh, my it's God. It's disturbing. It's really, really disturbing. Oh, well, I have a disturbing story for today. Oh, God. Well, what else is new? <laughs> she seems very sweet. It's dark, bitches. It's dark. <laughs> Look at her. Oh. She got it. That's an evil laugh, oh! Tina. <laughs> the maniacal laugh is coming. Oh, oh Lord. God. Okay, so... Are we ready? Yeah, let's hit it. Okay, today I'm going to tell you the story of former Salt Lake School Board member. Mm. And I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but I think it's like Hoel Lehigh, Organista. So Organista was a rising star in the world of local politics after winning a school board seat. But when allegations arise involving minors, he falls from grace. So our story takes place um, like the last one that I did in Utah, Mormon country again. Mm-hmm. So here we are at Salt Lake City. And from what I read, he was born in Mexico in 1992. He came to the U.S. as a kid. Um, I'm not sure when, but he, you know, he went to school, uh, graduated from a Utah high school. And um, he has a pretty impressive like college education. Um, He had a BA in social justice uh, pedagogy. He had two master's degrees. The first was in educational leadership and technology, and the other was um, in business, like with a focus on ed tech. He taught health at Horizonte High. 
He served as a mentor at West High from 2015 to 16 prior to working at the high school. And he was really involved in local politics. Um, so just like the guy from last week who was, he was like on the GOP side, this guy was uh, a Democrat. Mm-hmm. He served as the national vice president of youth for the League of United American Citizens. He taught continuing education, um, like I said, at University of Utah and at Horizonta High School. He was elected in November of 2020 and was the youngest school board member ever to be elected. Wow. And he was also one of Utah's businesses, uh, 20 in their 20s because of his work in education. And um, I found this website that has, it's a SOAR account on him that was obviously was published before all of this happened. And it notes that he was like really active in social justice and activism for years. Mm. Um, and I believe he was also a member of LDS as well. So I oh, just wow. think, I don't know if it's because like Utah, I don't know. Yeah. And according to like, so basically like he did, a lot of his activism was cent- centered on like education issues and things like that. And so well, I'm just going to jump into what happened. Oh God. So according to several sources, including KSL, uh, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children got tipped off about a Dropbox. Remember Dropbox account? It was like a uh, Google Drive and you could like, it was like an online like thing. So they got tipped off about this Dropbox account and that it had child porn on it. Oh, fuck. Kids as young as five. Shut the fuck up. I know. So the folders in the Dropbox were labeled young and baby vids. That is fucking horrifying. It's so disgusting. It's like a level of disgusting that I... And I don't know how they got tipped off. You know, like, did someone maybe, like, share it with someone and they're like, what the hell is this, you know? And then they, like, tell the FBI. I don't know how they figured that stuff out. Thank God that they did. He's an educator. He's a school board member. You know what I mean? He's in a position. Anyone who does this is a piece of garbage. But then you have someone who's in a position of trust with children. Right. Which is why I think he's there. And served on right? the freaking he, school. To be and, near kids. and his job as a school board member is to work to keep children safe. Mm-mm. It's a vile. Like, how do you run for that position? You know, you're already working in the schools. Like, why are you running for this position? It's, I, I don't know. So they investigate the Dropbox, and the Dropbox leads them to Organista. So they serve a search warrant for his home, mm. where KSL. So a lot of these reports I got from this uh, news site, KSL. And um, KSL reported that they discovered, quote, multiple devices containing child pornography. Oh, my God. So, but there's more and trigger warning. Oh, fuck. Uh, KSL reported that police said that Oregonista was able to access kids due to, quote, his position of trust with grades K through 12. Motherfucker. And he was essentially reaching out to kids online and asking them for nudes, having private online chats with them. Another KSL article noted that he admitted to using Snapchat to solicit minor children oh. to perform sexual acts for his gratification. And what? Quote, one was a 12-year-old boy. It's disgusting. What the fuck? I, it was so hard to write. Like, I had to, like, take breaks while I was doing this because I was like... I got to tell you, you got to so keep your kids off dis- this shit. That's we got to keep our like, kids off this fucking, there's, why is a 12 year old on fucking Snapchat? They're on Snapchat. Get, they're on, get your kids off of that shit. And you, you know, fucking crazy. You know, the other thing, like Ugh. my kids play Roblox. Oh, f- by the okay. way, I told, I took Roblox off my kids shit when we were in DC a few years ago. Cause there was a, a fucking chat. creep trying to talk to my daughter. Yeah, so there's no a more chat. Roblox yeah. for years now because of that. So there's like a little chat that comes out and you can disable the chat. <clears throat> 
And my son was like, oh, so-and-so. And I was like, who? I said, yep. one of your friends? No. And I said, give me this thing. And I went in and I, and I, I have explained to both of them, um, but especially my youngest, I said, these people are not your friends. You don't know who they are, who they're pretending to be. You never say your name. You never say what state you live in. You don't give any information, no school, no nothing. I don't care who it is. Like they need to learn from a young age that they cannot trust this. So fucked up. You do not know what your kids are doing when you, you go to, when you fall asleep at night. That's and I the have thing. my kids bring their shit out here. Yeah. But when I fall asleep, I'm out. Yeah. Now they could come out here in the middle yes. of the night and take it. Yes. And get on there and God knows who they're talking and, to. Yeah. And what they're looking at. And, I oh don't care God. how much you think your kid is trustworthy. These fucking people get in. They, do. they put a fucking foot in the door and push their way in. And the one, the guy that was trying to say something to my daughter, it was in Spanish. And so I had Google translating and his thing was, why are you so sad? Are you, do you need a friend? Are you okay? <gasps> yeah. And I was like, ah, oh I fucking took my the God. thing. I threw it across the room. I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill. Like I was, I saw red. Like I'm going to fucking kill somebody. And I was like, get this fucking game off of your phone or whatever it was, a yeah. tablet. Yeah. I think she, they had, I think they had Kindles oh at the God. time. I was like out of my fucking mind, out of my mind. And, it's, and, it's, and, and it's if your much. kids are alone and they want someone to talk to, They'll they just, just start talking. And kids, because, because this generation even with their friends, they don't call friends on the phone. They're all in a group chat. Yeah. My son's in like four different group chats and they like, that's what they do. That's how they communicate. So, you know, someone sending a Snapchat or like someone sending a chat in a rope, like that's like kind of their thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they Let don't, you your children will survive. I don't care how fucking hard they cry to you oh, about please. Snapchat or whatever else that they, they will survive without it. They'll be just fucking fine. Believe me. And the other thing that needs to be, oh um, God, looked at on your kid's phone is they make these apps where like you look at it and it's like, oh, that's a game. But when you click in the game, that's where they hide their Snapchat. Like it's a way for kids to hide oh all of the God. things that they have. So you really have to look at what they have on their phone because they create these apps for kids or not kids for anyone. If you want to hide so that when someone looks at your phone, they don't see apps oh, wow. and things that you have. Wow. So you really, it's, you really have to be vigilant. Yeah. You have to be vigilant. Like I'll grab my son's phone and I'm like, I need to go through your text messages quickly. Uh, like every time they know their phones are not private. I don't know. give a fuck. So I, if you think I'm interested in what they're saying to their friends, I don't, I am not. Yeah, I'm not. I just want to make sure there's no like, you know, nothing bad. All right. So the FBI arrested Organista in June of 2021. And according to KSL, prosecutors noted in their motion to deny bail for him um, that quote, there is clear and convincing evidence that Organista is a substantial danger to children in the community. He admitted to the sexual abuse of children and manufacturing of child pornography. He is a member of the Salt Lake City School Board and had access to children K through 12 as part of his position. The state anticipates additional charges as the investigation continues mm. to identify more children victimized Jesus. by Organista. Wow. So unlike many politicians we've covered, Organista resigns the day after he's arrested. However, I do want to note that KSL reported that the school board president and the vice president sort of on the day that he's arrested wrote a letter requesting his immediate resignation like hours after the charges. So like, yes, he did resign, but it was like there was this push like you got to get the hell out. And he did. All right. So because of the nature of his crimes, he was charged with both state and federal charges because he has like the crimes yep. on the state level. But as soon as it's electronic, yep. like yeah. now you have the federal charges. Bye, bitch. So the state charges four counts of um, like production of child porn, um, mm. 
And then he had um, object rape of a child. Jesus. Which I'm not sure exactly what that means. You know what that is. I, I think that I, I think that that is like when he's you, requesting them to do something. Yes. Like it's a clear yes. assault. The federal uh, charges he had, uh, he had a total of 11 state charges. Um, and a then, fucking monster. Yeah. And then the federal charges, one count production of child pornography, three counts receiving, transporting, and possessing child pornography, nine counts of, of sexual exploitation of a mm, minor. Jesus. And at first, he pleaded not guilty to the charges, but then he eventually takes a plea deal. And so according to uh, KSL for the state charges, he was sentenced to 15 years to life for soliciting explicit videos from a minor oh and God. for sexual abuse of a minor. And he was also sentenced to a concurrent, which means like he serves them at the same time, 15 years for enticing a minor over internet or text. Wow. For the federal charges, he pled guilty to two felony counts of production and transportation of felony pornography. And he was sentenced to 15 years for the child pornography charges, followed by 15 years of supervised release. And those 15 years were concurrent as well. So he gets these three concurrent 15 years, which I feel like should have been longer personally. But um, And then he has another 15 years of supervised release. And of course, he has to register as a sex offender and he can't do any work with children, et cetera, et cetera. One of his fellow school board members, uh, Mohammed Bayad, told KSL, quote, my heart is shattered to pieces and I wish there are certain words that I can put together to express how I wish there was something I could say to... Uh, the parents of those children who are hurt like this a school board members like he feels like you know he knew this guy he worked with him and now he's oh like god and to the parents who have trusted us to making sure their children have a great education um and they said he was like shaking his head in disbelief our heart goes out to the children the families yeah i'm speechless so um of course the aftermath like i said no educational settings um he was removed also from the college teaching jobs as well they're like get out like all those jobs are gone um, some points of interest, like this was a little annoying to me. They put him in a low security prison, I guess, due to treatment options and security needs. So I guess like, I guess people who are like child offenders tend to maybe have more violence against them, which I feel like they deserve. Yeah. That's part of it. Right. Go to fucking jail. Go to take it. Take your beating, you know? Mm. But um, oh, what a sickness. it was like for his family to, to visit him. And I guess like the, the health treatment options, I don't know what they Jesus. do but i get it everyone deserves safety but no, like, i mean but at the same you time like children, do you think you that this is like, your okay if we all believe people are born this way this is how he was born I don't is know. that how child molesters like people who are pedof pedophiles are are they born attracted to children or is it something that happens that triggers this fucking bullshit what know. is it i don't know here's i mean oh this is awful but fucking the second you realize that's your thing like, you should go get help get go, help or, or disappear do something because it's like nothing's going to change that like that's right? if that's I mean, who you're attracted to like we don't put people I, in conversion therapy for fucking gay right the people think they're gay we don't like that like what do you do you should just disappear like go live in a cave somewhere and never come back out yeah i, I, I mean and so and so I'm, I'm giving a wink i hope you know what i'm saying <laughs> just get the fuck out of I life get yeah. out of life because it's over it's over this I don't is know. what's gonna happen oh my it's a sickness. It's, there's something, but but if it's a sickness, I can that, I don't know. No, I can't. No, no, no that's know. not going away. Come on. It's fucked I up. Know. I don't know enough psychology. I mean, mm -mm. so um, some other points of interest, according to KSL, he was the first school board member in Utah's history to face charges like this. Thank God. It was also noted that children involved were not from his direct school district. I guess he 
ventured outward. Um, all of the organizations he was involved with denounced his actions immediately. So there was no support there, and of rightfully so, yeah. right? Such a betrayal. And then just things like that kind of, it was like he had so much potential. So I like kind of looked up like the stuff he was doing, and he once gave a TED Talk about decolonizing leadership development. Um, at age 23, he became the founder of a 501c3 nonprofit, Casa Queso Cotal, <laughs> which uses indigenous... Um, um, and cross-generational approaches to empower the Latinx community in mm. Utah. He created an edtech startup for creating and collaborating on lesson plans. He used to write for Medium, that website. Like, mm -hmm. he contributed articles there. Um, he wrote an article on the rise of Trump, on Latino heritage. Um, they're still up on Medium. Like, you can read them. He helped organize a protest against Bessie uh, DeVos, who was appointed to the Department of Ed, and, like, how she was, like, bad for education. Right. So you have this guy with so much potential to be a leader. Isn't that how it always this goes? Monster. Yeah, but like you know. But the it, thing it, is, it's scary because you never know, right? Who someone there's is no and what they're capable right. of. There's you no difference know. between the guy who's bagging groceries and is a pedophile and this fucking yeah. guy who's a pedophile. You just but you know like, what I mean. You just that, don't but, know where it is. Yeah. Look and at that Jeffrey Epstein. He's a fucking pedophile. <sighs> And that's like Children. a scary thing. Like, it's like, these are people you could be walking around talking to thinking, wow, they're such a great person. They're doing all this great stuff. And inside they're this other thing. Like that's like the Jekyll and Hyde thing of it. That is creepy. Like, oh my that's God. like so worrisome because like, yeah, you never you know. don't know who to trust. Like with yeah. your children. No one. Ugh. I trust no one with my kids. Fuck that. So I found an old article on Fox. I thought this was kind of funny. Um, ironic, I guess, I, uh, on Fox 13, where he's talking about change. So he's like running for school board and he's talking about the changes on the school board now that he was elected. Mm -hmm. And I guess there was like this cursing scandal that had happened before, like uh, right before, like during his election time, like there was like some, um, one of the school board members like swore. Could you imagine? Something. This was their biggest problem. This is their biggest problem. Oh my God. And um, they had no idea. Yeah. Um, and he said, uh, quote, I personally don't swear or say anything oh uh, like that. Oh, my God. Our school board was exposed. The last couple of years, politics has become kind of a reality TV show. It's like, oh, the next episode of the school board. Now we have a new season and new characters. Well, he turned out to be a great character on that season, didn't he? Holy shit. The villain. The way he was you, the villain. Just, even the way he talks, it's, there's this undertone of fucking monster, yeah. right? It's like, like a little too curse. perfect. I'm yeah. so good. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh. If someone's a little, they're a little too perfect, like, something's fucking happening. Yes. Eh. And sometimes Ooh. it can be something dirty that's kind of fun. This, this is, is not that. No, this, this is, is not is, that. No, this is this not, not that, that at all. You know, <laughs> where they're like, like it's a Susie homemaker, and she's like, everything's great. Maybe she's like blowing the gardener yeah. on her lunch hour, like you know what I mean. This the is, pool boy. Yeah, but this is not that. No, this is not that. No, no. Jeez. But how funny! Like we have a new season and we have new characters, and you are the villain of the season, Ooh, the villain of the fucking year of bitch. the year. Jeez. You win of like probably their history. Yeah. Uh, I don't curse, but I got a ton of child porn oh on my computer. My, oh my God. That like, makes you better. Like what a fucking wacko. Yeah. Wacko. Yeah. Dude. And, yeah. And Dude. to say like, oh, the school board was exposed. Like you're running for this seat and you know what you are. It's arrogant. There's an arrogance there. Like he thinks he's fooling everybody. Yes. By the way, who was that anonymous tip? Who was that Thank that God. called that in? Thank God. So somebody saw it or someone like, yeah, if somebody it's a Dropbox. Yeah. 
Dropbox is like a Google Drive. Like you can share it. So how many people were on it? Do like you think who maybe he shared? Uh, I don't want to. I don't know? know. Speculate. But like, was he on a video that someone recognized him? Like, who what knows? was it? Who knows? Oh, oh God. Jesus! These monsters. Ugh. Or did someone like see his computer? Right. You know, like, did they see the Dropbox or did they see yeah. the name of the folder? If you have kids and you have a folder that says young and baby vids. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so maybe <laughs> they- Rutgers Hills. Right. Maybe they like, wow. maybe they saw that and then they called that in. Like, who knows? I'm disgusted. It's disgusting. But that's the story. Oh, girl. I'm sorry. Every but fucking I week. Saw, I Every know. week. Next week, I'll do something more lighthearted. Jump off a bridge after Tina's stories. <laughs> fucking awful. But it's just, I mean, this was 2021. Yeah. It's like, uh, somehow I think- Somehow I think like, oh God, are we ever going to run out of stories? And we're never going to run out of stories on this podcast. We will never run out of stories because I mean, I just recently I was like, Jesus, like there were so many things I found. I'm like, oh, I can't do that yet because like I got to wait for the trial to finish. And it's like a, a slew of them. It's yeah. like, oh, and then I can't wait. We're going to have to do a special Mar-a-Lago. Like, Ooh. like once everything goes down, like maybe we'll do a live, fun. a live from outside Mar-a-Lago. It's oh. not that far away. Not that far away. When he gets arrested and goes to jail, that would be amazing. Oh, that's my what we're going to do. We're going to so party great. in front of Mar-a-Lago. He's such a dick. Uh, such a dick. Is. Such a coward. I, I, there aren't enough words to describe this fucking monster. Yeah. I mean, what a fucking. He's destroying our country and he doesn't care. He doesn't care. It's incredible. Like, I mean, he's probably like, whatever, I'm going to die soon. Who gives well, a shit? All these motherfuckers who voted for him, like, you let that fucking, what, wolf in the hen house? Is that yeah, how it goes? Yeah. Like, that's what you did. Yeah. And, and, and it's so weird because, our, because listen, we literally do a podcast about how fucking horrible U.S. politics is. Like, we talk about these horrible people, these disgusting human beings who infiltrate, right? Yeah. But at least we can recognize who the bad guys are. Right. I think. I'm sure there's people who th- who listen to us and are like, oh, these fucking liberal right. assholes, right? I know, but you but know like, what? But, but at we least cover, we didn't vote for Trump. But we didn't vote for Trump. And I feel like we cover Democrats, Republicans, independents equally. Did. Yeah, the guy you just did. And we can call them out for their bullshit. Like, it's true. It's you true. know? Yeah. And the same thing with like like the whole Biden thing. Like, we could go, wow, there are some really good things that Biden is accomplishing. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that maybe isn't going so well. Like we can recognize that he's not some God. He's a guy that's elected that's trying to steer the ship and like that's it. And then the next cycle, hopefully there'll be someone else that can continue that job. Like that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like who's going to, I don't get the idolization. Like no. what is wrong with you? Mm-mm. Like go to a concert, go find someone else. I go back to church. Like this, all these religious people, like you're breaking, what is that? One of those uh, commandments of like, you know, there shall not be other, uh, some other God or the idols, idol or a false idol, false prophets. Like, come on. You know what it comes, this is what I was going to mention. We were talking about Trump in the beginning and, and his, and his listeners or, or when listeners, <laughs> his followers, it's community. Like yeah. that's what it always comes back to is community yeah. and creating that, that group. And they belong to this angry tough yeah. you know what i mean QAnon. Like, like fuck the world kind of thing where it's like us against the world and when you have when you have instilled that in people they will do anything for you yeah you know where it's like you're a part of this Ugh. and you're one of us and it's that is a human thing to want to belong to want to be a part of something yeah. and their leader was the president of the united states the most powerful man in the world right it was such a 
dummy. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's what I don't get either. Like, I get you want to have someone who uh, speaks in layman's terms. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of the things that they say with the politicians. Like, if they're too highbrow or too intellectual, like, I'm sorry. God forbid. I'm sorry. This is the most important position. I would hope it's someone intellectual so that when they're reading the briefings and they're reading the things, like they have the skills to understand what the hell they're reading. Yeah. Why do you want, like, why do you want someone that's just like you? If you don't know what the hell you're doing, like, sorry, you don't deserve, like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like I can recognize that there are many people well beyond my level of intelligence. And I appreciate that when they're in positions like in the medical field or in science right. or in, you know, astrophysics <laughs> or politics, like, yeah. please like understand policy, understand yeah. language, understand, like we, that's what you need. Well, that's what You're <laughs> like, well, this guy talks like me. Like then yeah. he shouldn't I don't want be that. there. I no. don't want the guy who talks like no. me. <laughs> by the way, by the way, it's like what the CDC just did where I was like, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Like I've literally been studying every article about contagious and testing positive and how oh long and can I, you know, go out. I mean, Viral loads. Yeah, I've been like, like, oh, dead virus cells that could test. Yeah. Like, I have no fucking idea. I've been doing that for two weeks and I feel like now I know more than the CDC this week <laughs> when they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. And you know, it's that's what is so confusing and it makes... Uh, people not trust right. the medical field. There was right. already people on the fence and you just right. push them over where they're just like... Yeah. I mean, I just think it's because that the virus is continuing to mutate and as it mutates, it can either become stronger or it can be something that is like the cold or the common flu that just occurred. And I think that's what's happening is maybe they're seeing that the severity of the new strains don't require the severity of the precautions that well, the earlier strains The new did. strains are severe. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, what? No one's on the like, maybe yeah, there's the less people on the, the ventilators. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I you get know? it, but at the same time. But you were also had some vaccination, so that's maybe true. you know what I mean. That's true. So, that's true. I don't know. I just oh. think that uh, we should have some sort of other explanation besides like it's it's fine. You could just go out and do this, and they're not. Yeah. That's not what happened. I don't know. <clears throat> hey, you there? We've got a question for you. Are you tired of clickbait stories and the loudest voices driving discussions in culture and entertainment? If so, I'm Dylan. I'm Kendall. And I'm Corey. And we host the podcast From the Middle. We're middle-class guys living in the middle of America, in the middle chapters of our lives with points of view somewhere in the middle. We take a more reasonable and centrist approach in our discussions covering genres like comedy, culture, entertainment, and interviews with really interesting folks like business owners, comic creators, doctors, news anchors, New York Times best-selling illustrators, professional stand-up comics, and more. We really value a relaxed and conversational podcast, one that we hope is so fun and laid back, you'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us. So search at From the Mid Pod, just like it sounds, or check us out everywhere you can find podcasts. Okay, today, let's do it. I am covering one of the original winos, an ultimate wino. What? I'm covering Phyllis Sch- Schlafly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Schlafly. I've had a hard time pronouncing Schlafly. your name for days. Schlafly. 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 She is the, the premier wino. I put the down the ultimate wino. wino. <laughs> the ultimate wino. This bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh girl tell me you know, tell me all about her 
I gotta tell you. Let me settle in. Settle the fuck in. <laughs> Phyllis Schlafly was an Schla- American. Schlaf- Schlafly. She says, it's like, I have almost an Irish accent. It's a Phyllis Schlafly for you ladies. <laughs> Always our Irish friends over there in Ireland. Oh, get to, what oh. do they say? I don't know. I don't know either. Top of the morning to yes, you. Yes, top of the morning. <laughs> oh, good for you there, Tina. A good for you there. It's such a good accent. Thank you. <laughs> I want to go to Ireland. Oh my God. So badly. Oh, I'm going to Key West in a couple <gasps> weeks. We got to, I told Tina yes. yesterday, we're going to have to record a double soon, bitch, because I'm going to Key West. I'm yes. so excited. That'll fun. be fun. Yeah. Okay. Finish Laffley <laughs> was an American attorney, activist, and author. She held paleoconservative social and political view, views opposed liberal feminism, gay rights, and abortion, of course, and successfully campaigned against the ratification of the Equal Rights Amendment to the United States Constitution. That's oh. what she's very famous for. She wants to stop. The ERA. Yeah. God, okay. God forbid. So I had to look up paleoconservatism because I'm yeah, like, what, what the is fuck that? is this? Yeah. It's a political philosophy and variety of conservatism in the United States stressing American nationalism, Christian ethics, oh, religionism, and traditionalist conservatism. Please go away. So everything that makes my vagina just go <laughs> and dry. Let me take a sip of coffee after I say <laughs> something like that. Just picture it, everybody. Shriveled. Let's take a moment. <laughs> I'm very verklempt. <laughs> Take a moment to think about. I'll give you a topic. My dry vagina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So Phyllis Stewart was born August 15th, 1924 and was raised in St. Louis. During the Great Depression, Schlafly's father, John Bruce Stewart, faced long-term unemployment beginning in 1932. So her mother... Uh, Odile, Odile Stewart, went back to work as a librarian and school teacher to support her family. Okay. And she was able to keep the family afloat and maintain Phyllis in a Catholic girls' school. Phyllis attended college and graduated school at, um, and graduate school at Washington University in St. Louis. Oh, great school. Great school. And Radcliffe College, respectively. Schlafly started college early and worked as a model uh, for a time oh, while she was in college. Hey. In 1944, she graduated Phi Beta Kappa with a Bachelor of Arts. In 1945, she received a Master's of Arts in Government from Radcliffe College. Wow. And she earned her Juris Doctor degree from the Washington University and St. Louis School of Law in 1978. I mean, incredible. For, for her, like in graduating with these degrees in the 40s as a, a woman. Yeah, huge. Yes. Right? Think she's a bit of a feminist, well, maybe. Yes. Maybe. No. Watching her mother right. take care of the family. What happened? Something happened. She married well, someone. And she's super Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too. She had to marry yeah. someone. On October 20th, 1949, she married attorney John Fred Schlafly uh, Jr., a member of a wealthy St. Louis family. Okay. His grandfather, August, immigrated in 1854 from Switzerland. And in the late 1870s, the three brothers, uh, him and his three, his two other brothers, founded the firm of Schlafly Brothers, which dealt in groceries, dishes uh, made from Wedgwood, hardware, and agricultural implements. Okay. Um, and they were both Catholic, uh, Fred and Phyllis. But, uh, you know, I wanted to kind of give a little bit of that background because she's anti-immigration. She doesn't, you know, she's anti, like, it's incredible. What? Meanwhile, her entire, like, family, like, his yeah. and his family, like, emigrated here. I and, never understand, like, yeah. people who are, you know, first, second. I mean, I could get it if you're, like, 10 generations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, been here forever kind of thing. Uh, Mayflower people. These are like their parents. But like, yeah, first, second generation people, like, what are you doing? I know. What are you doing? They linked Catholicism to Americanism and often exhorted Catholics to join the anti-communist crusade. Oh. 
Oh, God. Okay, so she gets, starts to get involved in, like, activism and politics. So in 1946, she becomes a researcher for the American Enterprise Institute and worked in the successful United States House of Rep campaign for Republican Claude ba- uh, Bakewell. She played a major role with her husband in 1957 in writing what they called the American Bar Association's Report on Communist Tactics, Strategies, and Objectives. So they're whole part of, like, the Red Scare yeah. and all yes, of that. Yes, yes. Donald T. Critchlow says, quote, it became not only one of the most widely read documents ever produced by the ABA, it was probably the single most widely read publication of the grassroots anti-communist movement, end quote. Wow. Yeah. So in 1952, she runs for Congress as a Republican in the majority uh, Democratic 24th Congressional District of Illinois, and she loses to Charles Melvin Price. She attended her first, so now she's getting into the... The, right, yeah, where people know who she is from this, this writing, arena, from yeah. working on that campaign. Um, and, and then the, here she is, so as a woman d- trying to run, and, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, uh, she loses to a man, obviously. Yeah. Like, so again, like this would be something that would maybe prompt feminism and Mm-mm. prompt. No. No. Okay. She attended her first Republican <laughs> National Convention in 1952 and continued to attend each following convention. As part of the Illinois delegation of the 1952 Republican Convention, Schlafly endorsed U.S. Robert, Senator Robert A. Taft to be the party nominee for the presidential election. At the 1960 Republican National Convention, she helped let, lead a revolt of, quote, moral conservatives, end quote, who opposed Richard Nixon's stance against segregation and discrimination. Okay. So she's fucking old. She's a Strom Thurmond-esque kind of lady, right? Yeah. You know, by the way, remember I covered Jesse Helms and how he beat that, the the man, uh, Gant, who was the first black uh, mayor of Charlotte, North Carolina. He runs against Jesse Helms in North Carolina to be a senator and he loses. I was watching um, the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. By the way, have you watched that? Not yet. Oh my God, <gasps> uh, you have to watch it. It's so good. It's 10 episodes. It's very long, but it's so fucking great. Anyway, they wanted Michael Jordan to endorse Gant for this Senate seat and Michael Jordan didn't want to get involved in politics and people got all fucking pissed off and they were playing clips from the Gant. Jesse Helms, like, you know, Jesse Helms wins. And he said in his speech when he won that night, there's no celebration in Mudville tonight. <gasps> Jesse Helms, this is in the nineties. He said that. <sighs> I know I covered Jesse Helms, but like that's fucking that's insane so to me. It's insane that he said that. It's disgusting that he said that. And by that. the way, guess where Michael Jordan's from? His hometown. I knew it was North Carolina, but Wilmington. <gasps> How fucking crazy is that? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Go listen to Tina's when she covered Wilmington, North Carolina. It's fucking oh incredible. Oh my God, that story. What a fucking episode that was. Blew me away. Okay. So she... Uh, Okay, so at the 1960 Republican National Convention, she helped lead this revolt against the segregation and discrimination. Um, or she's against that he's against it. Like, I don't know. It's so fucking wild. Schlafly was a Republican nominee for Illinois' 24th Congressional District again in 1960. She loses Wait, to Price. Wait, she's against that he was against it? He was against uh, the segregation discrimination, and she was fighting against Oh, okay, okay, you know? okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. She came to national attention when millions of copies of her self-published book, A Choice, Not an Echo, were distributed in support of Barry Goldwater's 1964 presidential campaign, especially in California's hotly fought winner-take-all delegates GOP primary. And in the book, she denounces Rockefeller Republicans in the Northeast, accusing them of corruption and globalism. Remember, she's all about America. Yeah. Critics called the book a conspiracy theory about 
secret kingmakers controlling the Republican Party. I mean... Schlafly had previously been a member of the John Birch Society, but quit and later denied she had ever been a member because she feared her association with the organization would damage her book's reputation. She's so, like, calculated and, yeah. you know what I mean, like, maneuvering in all of this. I don't understand. Like, what is her, all like, family motive? Like, her whole thing is family, like, protecting the family. I read this whole thing. Her daughter uh, talked about every night they'd have to eat dinner together, and it was like... It didn't matter what you were doing. You had to be at that dinner table. She had six kids. You had to be at the dinner table every single night. And it wasn't like, you know, she made hot dogs. It was like a full fucking like three course meal. And she, everything had to be, wow. you know, like fam, protecting family. And what her idea of what family was had right. to be protected the whole time. Right. But meanwhile, she's out fucking making books. And you know yeah. what I mean? Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Come on. So Gardner, Gardner, Johnson, Republican National Committee for California, stated that uh, the distribution of her book in California was a major factor in Goldwater's winning the nomination. In 1967, she lost a bid for the presidency of the National Federation of Republican Women against the more moderate candidate Gladys O'Donnell from California. Outgoing uh, NFRW president and future United States Treasurer Dorothy Elston of Delaware worked against Schlafly in the campaign. Oh, So in 1970, she ran unsuccessfully again for the Illinois 23rd Congressional District, losing to Democrat incumbent George E. Shipley. And she never ran for office again. That was the last time she tried to. Yeah. So maybe she's just got a little bitterness. Yeah. For not winning, you know, Mm -hmm. but she still wants to be involved. So she doesn't go away. Right. So American feminists made their greatest bid for national attention at the 1977 National Women's Conference in Houston. However, historian Marjorie J. Sprunell argues that the anti-feminist led by Schlafly organized a highly successful counter-conference, which was called the Pro-Life, Pro-Family Rally, to to protest the National Women's Conference and make it clear that feminists did not speak for them. Oh, my at their God. rally at the Astro Arena, they had an overflow of over 15,000 people and announced the beginning of a pro-family movement to oppose politicians who had been supporting feminism and liberalism and to promote family values in American <laughs> politics. And so moved the Republican Party to the right, right and defeated the ratification of the ERA. Like, this is how she did it. So is there like going to come for your family? Fam- They're going to come for your, right? This whole family values thing, like... I, it blows my mind. Like feminists, you know, they love their families too. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, it's, it's such ridiculous. a ridiculous like, broad brush it, that you're yeah, painting. Yeah, it's like just because you're a feminist, it doesn't mean like you're like I'm not taking care of kids. I'm not mo- cooking a meal ever. Like cook a meal, don't cook a meal. You know, like you know what I mean. Like it's the expectation I think that people have an issue with when you're expected because of your gender to have to be Susie Homemaker, that's a problem. Yeah. If you choose to like want to be Susie Homemaker, like good for you, you know, like right. salute, like have a good time. But like, don't, don't then, you know, go after women who don't want to be that and then suggest that somehow they don't have the same values or morals that you do. Like it's. Well, also what about it, this? What crazy. about, what about you need the second income? Right. What if that's the case? Like, or what, what if, if you just you're not married to, to somebody from a wealthy family in St. Louis right. and you have to fucking work. like your mother did? Should your family have to fucking? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. should your family have to suffer without because you're not working? Right. It's bullshit. But what if you just want to work? What if you're like, yeah, I that's can't, the other part too. Like, there's, there's, like I on. know, like I would not be able to stay home 
all of it, I would go cuckoo. Yeah, no, it's not for you me. Know, like, I've never wanted to be a stay stay at home mother ever. You know, that like, idea makes no sense to me. Although it sounds great, like right. I, I'm sure it would be a lovely life, right? But for me, it's not something that I'd ever want to do. And plus, and that's I like fine. to, and, and, and I will. I'll tell you what. Maybe because my mother worked and I don't know anything different. Right. I don't know how much better my kids' lives would be if, if I was there picking them up every day. If it would be very convenient to not have to worry about doctor's appointments and like right. who's going right. to get the kids and oh my God, they, they work, school gets out at one o'clock today. What am I going to do? That all sounds very convenient, but you can find you, it, work it, work it out. It work it out. But at the same time, would my kids be better off if they were here you know, if I was home all the time, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Yeah, I think there's pros and cons to both. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, I don't know. I don't either. And I and I think that... Uh, but, but this attack on anyone who's a food that they think is a feminist, like that it's, it's just like the pro-life, pro-choice, you know, argument. You know, it's yeah. like somehow like you're this other thing that doesn't care. Yeah. Um, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like it needs to be either pro-choice or anti-choice. Like this whole pro-life, like the way that they spin it, the family values, like that's, it's, it's bonkers. But also I always felt like feminists are, they want, a man can be a feminist. I don't want to say it's women who want this. A feminist is someone who wants someone to be able to make their own choices. Right. And not just about abortion, about their life. About their life. If you, about- uh, if I'm a feminist and you say to me, I want to be a stay at home mother, I'm going to be like, go for go it, girl. For it. Yes, like, do I'm you. not going to go, how dare you? You need to work. Yeah. No, bitch. This is about choices. Yes. It's about you being able to yes. do whatever you want. If that's what you want and that's what's best for you yeah. and Have your a, family or whatever, it. fucking do it, bitch. Do it. Like, what the fuck do I care? I don't care. Right. I mean, it's so stupid. But the judging... The judging right. is so out of control. Yeah, it's true. And there, I mean, there are people who go as far as like, if you are working or you, you know, have to work, like that you shouldn't be having children then. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Like I can work and still have my family. And I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it either. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. And you know what? I want my kids to see that. I, I mean, listen, if I didn't have a job, I wouldn't be sitting in this fucking house right now. Yeah. Like when my divorce was going through, like I knew that I could say, you don't have to pay me this. You don't have to pay me that. I want the house. How am I going to do it? Let's see if I can, if there's yeah. a way I can keep it. And there was a way I was able to do it, but it was because I have a fucking job for 20 years. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I had that backing to, what if you were in the position when you, you weren't working for 20 yes, years and you and have to get a divorce. To a lot of women. It's, you're fucked. It you're in a to, lot. And, it's and bad. They have been out of college for now 20 years and you know, yeah. like it's really hard for them to then readjust and I don't know. I don't know either. I, I just do what's best for you. I don't give a fuck. Live your yes. life, bitch. Don't just, I got my Live own problems. Live your life. Yeah, I got my own problems. I can't worry about you. All right, please. Uh, all right. So this oh. equal rights amendment comes around, right? This is where she fucking gets her fame. This is where she fucking digs in. And you know who really loves this shit is Republican men or any men. Oh, they don't want to hear about women having equal rights. So she had a lot yeah, of support they from have, men. They still have this like antiquated view of, you know, the wife and the baby. Yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah. Find me a man who wants an independent woman. Oh, oh right, well, it's so hot. I mean. It's so hot. Thank God. Like, I, I thank God, like, that my husband is yeah. not, like, one of these people. Oh, <laughs> God. <gasps> okay. Oh, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
E R A M M A， 哈哈哈哈哈 became an outspoken opponent of the Equal Rights Amendment, the ERA, during the 1970s as the organizer of the Stop ERA campaign. So, the Equal Rights Amendment, if you aren't aware out there, proposed it was a proposed amendment of the, to the United States Constitution designed to guarantee equal legal rights for all American citizens, regardless of gender. Uh, and her acronym I mean, for stop, she it was an acronym, by the way. It was stop taking our privileges. What the oh. fuck does that even mean? That's what the <gasps> equal rights amendment is trying to give stop. you, bitch. Stop taking our privileges. Like, yeah. what? I don't understand it. That doesn't, doesn't make any sense. She's an idiot. She's an idiot. She argued that the ERA would take away gender-specific privileges currently enjoyed by women, including... Being a dependent wife, getting dependent wife benefits under Social Security, separate restrooms for males and females, and exemption from the draft. So she was afraid all of these things were going to be taken away. Which, by the way, fed into people's fears, right? Like, oh my gosh, lady. She's out of her mind. You got to slow down. So in Illinois, the anti ERA activists used traditional symbols of the American housewife and took homemade foods like breads, jams, apple pies, et cetera, to the state legislators with the slogans, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to love this, Tina. No. Preserve us from a congressional jam. <laughs> Vote against the ERA sham with like a jar of jam. Another one said, I am, I am for mom and apple pie. <laughs> Wait, say the first one again. Get the sham and Preserve the jam. us from a congressional oh, jam. Preserve, preserve. <laughs> preserve us from a congressional jam. Vote against the ERA sham. Wow, I mean, I do, I do like a good pun, and that's a good one. They had a Tina. They had a Tina over on their side. side. I know what we'll do. We'll We'll, make preserves and jams, and then we'll say preservers from a congressional jam. Wow, and then these men, yeah, and these men are probably like, "Wow, these apple pies look great, ladies." Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait to bring this home. I wish my wife made an apple pie. Oh, you live with your mother? No, that's, that's what that's my nickname for my wife. That's my nickname for my wife. <laughs> if I was ever, oh my ever, ew. can you imagine? Fucking someone and they said, oh, mother. Oh, I would get you be like, get out. Talk about a dry get vagina. <laughs> I mean, it would dry up so quick it'd be Sahara. Their dick would like be like, <laughs> pop it right out. Get out. Oh my get out. God. Get out. Mother, ew! Damn it! Nobody Mike wants. Pence. Nobody wants that. Disgusting! Is, oh God! I kind of want to. I'm going to write down "dry vagina" as a possible <laughs> name for this episode, but it won't happen. But it would be very funny oh if it was "dry God. vagina." <laughs> uh, I feel like I need to have people on here to uh, argue to, to to let everybody know that I don't have a dry vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get the line of men out the door. <sighs> Tina, gonna make some phone calls after this. Oh my god! <laughs> Help! How our SOS. next our next SOS. little luck is gonna be all the people I fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh my god! Wow! We're in we're in the muck of this. <laughs> so this we is are very, in this the is, muck of this. It. Is what happens? We don't record yeah, together for two weeks. I know it's. <laughs> it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) okay here we go okay 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 
She was opposed by groups such as now National Organization for Women and the ER America Coalition. In 1972, when Shafley began her campaign against the Equal Rights Amendment, the ERA had already been ratified by 25 of 28 of the required 38 states. I don't even. Wow. I don't know. We're still not there. By the way, we're still every year asking Florida to ratify this so that it will become a law. We need 38 states to ratify this. Well, in their Florida state. is it's never going to happen with DeSantis at yeah. the helm. There's always and there's one ah, there's one legislator who brings it up every year. I forgot what her name is. It's yeah. awful. Sorry. Seven more states ratified the amendment after Schlafly began organizing opposition, but fi- another five states then rescinded the ratifications because of her work. Oh my god, this is, she's very powerful. I mean, but she's really working. I mean, she yeah. is working. Yeah. The last state to ratify the ERA was Indiana, where State Senator Wayne Townsend cast the tie-breaking vote in January 1977. Uh, Nevada, Illinois, and Virginia ratified the ERA between 2017 and 2020, wow. many years after the deadline I to do mean, so. I yeah. mean, hello. Yeah. The ERA amendment was narrowly defeated, having only achieved ratification in a total of 35 states. And she was a very key player in making sure that this wow. didn't happen. Like two more states couldn't just get on board. No. Political scientist Jan, Jane J. Mansbridge concluded in her history of the ERA, quote, many people who followed the struggle of the ERA believed, rightly in my view, that the amendment would have been ratified by 1975 or 1976 had it not been for Phyllis Schlafly's wow. early and effective effort to organize p- potential wow. opponents, I mean, quote. she has screwed over women for decades. Yeah. How many, they need a 36, 37, 38. 38. Mm-hmm. And only 35. Oh, my God. And three of them had rescinded. So if those two had stayed in, maybe. Joan Williams uh, argues. Wow. It's incredible how one person. Oh, yeah. And she was beautiful. Remember, so much she's power. white. She's beautiful, and she's bringing. But she's baked it, it goods like, to men. Yeah, like please. butter will melt in her mouth, and then she opens her mouth, and she's like, "We should all be home with our husbands." Oh and my God! And they're like, "Yes, they're gonna yes. ruin the, the household yes. and the family." Yeah. Wow. Joan Williams argues, "Quote." ERA was defeated when Shafley turned it into a war among women over gender roles, end quote, right? The fight, the fighting of st- what's best for your family, a working mother, a stay-at-home mother, right? She pitted those two groups of people against each other. And you know what? For a long time, it, it was kind of like that. Like, yeah, there's for sure. Been, um, sort of this animosity mm-hmm. or this idea that like stay-at-homes kind of like, sh- like turn their nose down to- That's true. To, yes. you know- um, to working moms and then working moms kind of like feeling maybe a bit on the defensive mm-hmm. against the stay at home. And it's again, like you said, this is all about choice. This is all about, you know, make what the decision is best for you. You yeah. know, like here's what I, here's why <sighs> I don't like it is that I do feel like, because my kids were in private school for a long time. One of mine is still in a private school and that school and the one that they were at before uh, because a majority of the families are moms that stay home, they have no, uh, what's it called? They don't cons- have any consideration for working families. So like uh, my son goes back to school, I think Wednesday. Next week, Tuesday is when they get to go into the school, drop off their supplies, meet their teachers, and get right. they have an iPad that they upload all their work into. That's when you pick it up, and it's at Tuesday at, yeah. from 9 to noon. Yeah. Now, I work. My ex-husband works and like he was telling me he's going into late to work next week. And I was like, well, can you take him at nine o'clock? And he's like, oh, I'm going in before that. And I was like, well, like, how are we supposed to get those things? I guess he's getting it on Wednesday when he starts school. But like, where's the consideration for working parents 
That's insane. Right. Meanwhile, the public school that my other kid goes to had their thing yesterday from like eight in the morning till six o'clock at night. Like yeah. at some point during the day, maybe your lunch hour, whatever, you can go. Yeah. But like there's no consideration whatsoever here. It's fucked it's, up. It, it is. It is. And I had that same thing. I, I, and I know I've told this story before on here, but like when my kids were at a private school for a short amount of time and, um, I remember going to one, you know, class party, you know, there was always like the moms that would organize the class parties. Mm, yeah. And like, when I tell you like that it would be fighting about who's organizing these class parties, mm-hmm. like amongst all these moms. And, um, I went to one, uh, that I happened to be able to like get to one day and they were like, Oh, what's your name? And, you know, I say my name and they're like, oh, yeah, we always see your name on the roster, but you never come to anything. And it's like, yeah, because I'm working. Yeah. And it was like just so like, you know, like I was some garbage parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I never I helped decorate this. a room for the have, class party. I have felt this. Guess what? No one wants to go to the class party. No. No one. My favorite thing <laughs> is this. We're going to get, we're gonna get a class present. We're going to get a present for the teacher from the class. Send money. And I'm like, hallelujah. Yeah. Here's 20 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's my favorite thing. It's like, you want, you want to do yeah. this, but you just need some money from me? That Take was, it. Yeah. That's for me. That's good. Yeah. I'm good I, with I'm this. I'm fine with that too. Yeah. That's what I did. But my, I, you know, I remember being a kid, my mom worked and like wanting my mom to be there for my birthday, but she sends me in with cupcakes. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, all these other moms were able to come in for their kid's birthday yeah. party. And my mom's not there. And I remember saying that to her one day, my son now says that to me. Yeah. And I go, I know, I'm sorry, but do you like that bed you sleep in? Yeah. Like, do you like that you're going to have all these presents on your birthday? Because that's because I work. Like, I'm really yeah. sorry. I know that yeah. you want me there. I know how that feels. But yeah. it is what it is, man. And please, it is what it is. please. They're fine. Bring some fucking cupcakes. It's fine. Yeah. They only want to eat the cupcakes. Nobody, you know yeah. what I mean? Please. Give me a break. It is. You it's crazy. What? Go to work, ladies. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. Oh, oh God. God. But some, I think, you know, I think there's just like in every, you know, uh, group, there's going to be some stay at homes that are like, yeah, it's cool. And others are going to be like turning their nose down. Like somehow they think they're better than you, you know? whatever and it would be like we're all we're after drop off oh yeah we're after drop off yeah. let's go to a uh, spin class yeah. and then we'll go get some and it's like yes the last day of school but the last one, day, there's an email i don't want to go to spin class with you no number two go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah on that hard little seat who's sitting Please. on that fucking seat that's let's go to spin class every no. wednesday after drop off uh the oh last the last day of school the entire fifth grade was going to the beach Send, they send an email. Oh, we want to take all the kids to the beach after after school at the at the last day of school after school. It's like got out at noon, and I never told my son because I knew that I couldn't take him to right. the beach on a Wednesday. I know, it's and then my ex husband can't do it. Right, so we had to work. So I had to pick him up the last day of school. He gets in the car. I'm taking him back to the house. Right, and he goes, "Um, did you did you know that there was a party oh, today no. at the beach?" And I go, yeah, I yeah. And he goes, oh, I said, what's wrong? He's like, I thought I wasn't invited. Oh, no. He thought that they, he started crying. He's like, oh. I thought I wasn't invited. And I'm like, no, I didn't tell you because oh, no, I knew you wouldn't be able baby. to go. But by the way, it's really shitty to do a party on a Wednesday at noon. Like, can, how about the following Saturday? How about Saturday right. when everybody can go? Yeah. This is the kind of shit I'm talking about. Well, I don't it's fucking exclusive. get it. It's very exclusive. I don't like it. And we're probably get out. Yeah, fuck off. All right, what are we, what are we talking All right, about? All that's right. It. Historian Judith Glazer Ramo 
argues, quote, as moderates, we thought we represented the, the forces of reason and goodwill, but failed to take seriously the power of the family values argument and the single mindedness of Schlafly and her followers. The ERA's defeat seriously damaged the women's movement, destroying its momentum and its potential to foment social change. Eventually, this resulted in feminist dissatisfaction with, with the Republican Party, giving the Democrats a new source of strength that when combined with overwhelmingly minority support, helped elect Bill Clinton to the presidency in 1992 and again in 1996. Soccer moms, remember? Yes. Right. Critics of Shafley viewed her advocacy against equal rights and her role as a working professional as a contradiction. Gloria Steinem and author Pia Desloney, among others, considered it ironic that Schlafly's role as an advocate for the full-time mother and wife she herself was a lawyer, newsletter editor, touring speaker, and political activist. Like, how are you telling other women not to work? Meanwhile, you're, you're crisscrossing doing all the fucking this. country. Yeah. Again, again, it's like the Trump thing. Like, you know, don't do this, don't do that. But meanwhile, you're doing the thing. Yeah. Like the do as I say, not as I do. Right. Like it's, people can't see it. It's fucking weird. Yeah. It's weird. So we talk about ERA, you know, it doesn't, it yeah. hasn't passed, you know, we'll see. I don't know one day, but here's something she said about other issues that I thought was wild. This is fucking wild. In March, 2007, Schlafly spoke against the concept of marital rape. 2007, in a speech at Bates College in Lewiston, Maine, she said, quote, by getting married, the woman has consented to sex <gasps> and I don't think you can call it rape, end quote. 2007 what is she saying she's this is crazy um it's incredibly irresponsible yeah i mean that so now you've just like handed out like the ability for men to be violent right towards their wives this was a thing now remember women would be Rape, raped by oh, their husband, yeah, they yeah. call the police and they can't do anything and they the yeah the husband would say what, what do you mean how is it Right, they would side with the man because there were no laws against that. Oh my god! They would they'd get brought into the judge, and the judge would be like, "They're married." Oh my god! You could be dating someone, you could be married someone. If you don't want to have sex with them, it's rape. Right. The end. The end. Like someone doesn't own your body just because you've married them or you're dating them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They don't own your body. Also, it makes me think: what's happening in her life? Right. Like, are there times where she didn't want to have sex and she did it anyway because she's that's her husband? Like, what is that conditioned Can thing? Can you imagine, like, that you're just laying there because you feel like this is your duty? Yeah. And, like, not actively, like, engaging and enjoying being with your partner? That is, I mean, that's really sad. It's and, so like, sad. Like, if that's what you think, like, marriage is. Yeah. I can't imagine that. Like, it's just, like. Oh my God. It's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Dude. Wow. In an interview on March 30th, 2006, she attributed improvement in women's lives during the last decades of the 20th century to labor saving devices such as the indoor clothes dryer and disposable diapers. Wait, what? Yeah. That's how women have, their lives have improved because we got dryers uh. <laughs> and disposable diapers. So we don't have to put the clothes on the line anymore. We don't go out there and have to put the clothes hangers and... Or not hangers. What are they called? The clothesline. The clothespins. Clothespins on there. Wow. Yeah. And diapers. That improved <laughs> our lives. Nobody else's. Not the man in the house. Thank God for disposable diapers. Could you imagine? I mean. She's fucking wild. 
Wow. She so called, you don't have to wash like the, sh- the, the cloth diapers. Right, right. Okay. Mm. I mean... That's it. That's all that we, that's all yeah. we got. The, the that's few it. decades, the last that's few it. decades. Nothing else yeah. helped our lives. I mean, a vibrator maybe. I How mean. about that? Why doesn't she mention that? Wow. Cold ass bitch. All right. She called Roe v. Wade, quote, the worst decision in the history of the United States Supreme Court. Quote, no unquote, surprise there. And said it, quote, is responsible for killing millions of unborn babies, end quote. Where is she? Does she is she still around? Oh, she died. This Thank old bitch. God. Old bitch. Uh, Schlafly, uh. Schlafly opposed same-sex marriage and civil unions. Uh. Quote, attacks of the definition of marriage as the union of one man and one woman come from the gay lobby seeking social recognition of their lifestyle. End quote. Why do you care? Yeah. Anti-immigration. <laughs> Schlafly believed the Republican Party should reject immigration reforms proposals and told Focus Today that it is, quote, a great myth, end quote, that the GOP needs to reach out to Latinos in the United States. Wow. She said, quote. Oh, oh so it's okay. <laughs> so it's okay for the, the white Europeans to come over, like her husband's family. Yeah. And her family. But yeah. no Latin American. I get it. Yeah. She said, I quote, listen to this. The people the Republicans should reach out to are the white votes. <laughs> The white voters who didn't vote in the last election, oh. the propagandists are leading us down the wrong path. There's not any evidence at all that these Hispanics coming in from Mexico will vote Republican, end quote. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, she would be right on board with this, what's happening today. She'd oh, yeah. be she's, leading she's, the charge. She's, uh, She'd be she's, leading the charge. I don't think I put it in here because I'm going to talk about something. The last thing is pretty funny, but she, uh, she I think she was, what's that guy's name? Oh, for fuck's sake. It's the same guy that I was sitting with Jesse Helms and Bono and I completely forgot his oh. name. Then I'm completely forgetting it now. She had yeah. supported him. He's from Pennsylvania for, for against, you know, in the primary when Trump ran 2016. Oh, I and then Trump wins and she endorses him. And the last book that, that she wrote that came out like the day after she died was the case for Republicans to support Trump was the last book she wrote and why they should support him. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're wrong. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, she she must have been touching herself when he was talking about Mexicans and all that stuff. She I, must yeah, have been this thrilled. is like right up her alley. Oh yeah. I mean, this is she I mean, he basically was just repeating her same bullshit. She must have been fucking jerking it to that. Wow. Mm. A lot about the vagina today. Oh my god. Okay. Ooh. So this is funny. Um on May 1st, 2008, the trustees of Washington University in St. Louis where she went to school announced that Schlafly would receive an honorary degree at the graduation ceremony for the class of 2008. Why? She already has degrees. The news was met with objection from some students and faculty who complained that she was anti-feminist and criticized her work in defeating the Equal Rights Amendment. In a letter, 14 law professors complained that the career of Schlafly demonstrated, quote, an anti-intellectualism in pursuit of a political agenda, end quote. Yes. While the trustees honorary degree committee unanimously approved who would be honored, five student members of the committee complained in writing that they were required to vote for the five people to be honored as a slate rather than individually and thought that the selection of Schlafly was a mistake. Yeah. Despite her prominence as a famous graduate of Washington university. Can't out who put her name on that list. That's what I want to know. Who was like, we got to give it to uh, Schlafly or whatever her (laughs) name is. Like who decided that? Yeah. Someone who probably baked 
Uh, she yeah. baked him an apple pie years ago. She's got a hell of a pie. Ooh. <laughs> In the days before the graduation ceremony, Washington University's Chancellor Mark S. Wrighton explained that the trustee's decision to award Schlafly an honorary degree with the following statement of disclaimer. Quote, in bestowing this degree, the university is not endorsing Mrs. Schlafly's views or opinions. Rather, it is in recognizing an alumni of the university whose life and work have had a broad impact on American life and have sparked widespread debate and controversies that in many cases have helped people better formulate and articulate their own views about the values they hold. End quote. Insane. Insane. Mm. Insane. Wow. At the May 16th, I mean, for the, for the, for the worse. Yeah. And nothing that bettered the country. She didn't right. do anything that made it better. But it's, and if anything, she fueled and created um, a formula that is still used today yes. to pit people against each yeah, other. Yeah, the division, that's yeah, the thing. To fight against women's rights, to make us worse. Like, she didn't yeah. do anything that made the country better. That This is like giving Trump a fucking honorary degree. Oh what has God. he done that made it better? You know? Oh, my God. Remember when he won the Peace Prize? Oh, my God. What a fucking dick. Such a fucking asshole. All right. I'm almost done. At the May 16th, 2008 commencement ceremony, Schlafly was awarded an honorary degree as a doctor of humane letters. What? Yet, uh, yet faculty and students protested to rescind Schlafly's honorary degree. During the ceremony, hundreds of the 14,000 people in attendance, including one third of the graduating class and some faculty, silently stood and turned their backs to Schlafly in Good. protest. Good. Yeah. She doesn't deserve it. No, in the days before the commencement, uh, is she is she like like is she reaching out to people like I want to be honored? Like how is this working? Yeah, maybe. Why are they suddenly like like throwing her name in the ring? Yeah, maybe that's what. Well, she was still actively involved in like yeah. fucking talking shit yeah. during. Uh, all right, in the days before the commencement, there were protests regarding the awarding of an honorary degree to Schlafly. She described the protesters as quote a bunch of losers. <laughs> 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 was my favorite thing I read in the whole thing. She's so funny. Moreover, after the ceremony, Schlafly said that <laughs> the pro- college grads. Yeah, yeah. Moreover, after the ceremony, Schlafly <laughs> said that the protesters were quote juvenile, and she said, "and quote I'm not sure they're mature enough to graduate." And oh, please! <laughs> Schlafly died of cancer on September 5th, 2016, at her home in Ladue, Missouri, at November the age 5th? of 92. Dang, day after the election? September 5th. Oh, September 5th. Yeah, so she didn't even get to see Trump win. Oh, good. Right? Yeah. Well, I wonder if she did her absentee ballot. Oh, probably. Be- <laughs> this bitch is on top of it. Meanwhile, she had six kids. One of them I read. Six children? Yeah, one of the oh, boys. Oh, this poor woman. I know. One of the boys, well, she's not. she was just laying there, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one of the kids, the the boys was outed as gay in some like <gasps> magazine. They outed oh, him, no. and she said that he is, and she said, but he he shares my values. So I don't know if that means he's. What, what does that mean? I, I don't like, know. I don't know. But you know, yeah, it'd be curious to see like where do all of her children stand politically? Like what she had one daughter who was very outspoken. I think her name was Corey Ann. She was, she's got all kinds of shit written but outs- about her. But like outspoken, like as a feminist or no, outs- like oh. her. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a shame. Yeah, <laughs> it is a shame. But what else is new? Yeah. This is what we do. We pass this stuff on to our children, you know, God. all of it. <sighs> well, you know. well, what, what are you going to do? 
I don't have the I got I don't have any titles here. So I have a might, couple. I have a couple. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say it might we'll be dry see. vagina. <laughs> I guess that's not gonna happen. <laughs> well, the timing. we had an episode called yes. Magical Vagina. We by the did. way, we did. Yeah. We should go look at that. That was a that's good a great episode. episode. Yeah, that was your story from Hawaii. Oh yeah, that woman she was. She had a boyfriend who was a firefighter, and she was she was not a looker. Yes, but this firefighter looked like he'd be one of those calendars. Yes, and I was like, that bitch must have a va- magical vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've been seeing a lot of this lately of 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 uh, couple pairings that just don't match up to me. Honey, speak the truth. Speak <laughs> the truth, honey. All right. Well, you know, I always feel that way with whoever I'm with. No. I mean, I told you that last night. No. I was like, I, I don't deserve how cute. I don't deserve how cute. Yes, you do. A million percent. This is because of my personality, not because of my mug. You okay. know what I'm saying? And the tits. You are the tits beautiful. Are good. Stop it. Wait. Stop the it. The tits are good. Is that a possible <laughs> title? Let me, let me write this down on here. This paper. Oh, I'm just going to draw oh a picture God. of two of, boobs. Of boobs. Just two boobs. Just draw that. Tits are good. Oh, my God. <laughs> you better be watching the YouTube, motherfuckers. Yes, watch the We're YouTube. We're giving you a show. We Come are giving on. you a show on this fucking YouTube. We are. Um, Nine viewers. <laughs> 90 you are so lucky come on thank you please spread the word is there nothing else that's it okay all right bye, bye. if you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories please go to our website www.themuckpodcast.com and be sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at the muck podcast and on our twitter at muck podcast to support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.